You are listening to the Marriage in Action podcast. We are Dustin and Alana Bookout, and we want to welcome you into our cozy living room where we chat about all the crazy marriage topics with a splash of TMI and a promise to keep it real. In this episode, we're tackling... Oh, I thought you were going to say this. Oh, I am supposed to say it. (laughs) In this this is ep- what happens when you do back-to-back episodes. <laughs> okay. In this episode, we're tackling... The talk with your kids. <laughs> so join us as we relive the moment of talking to our boys about sex and just the way we have decided to approach it in our family. Because we mastered it and we are the bomb.com when it comes to this talk with our kids. Said so no parent ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're walking down memory lane. Uh, We just finished recording the podcast, um, Three Steps to Better Sex. And we mentioned this in the podcast and then decided, all right, let's just go ahead and record one more episode, get it under our belt. And um, I'm out of frame here. I'm out of frame. Sorry. If you're watching on YouTube, I was out of frame. Anyway, um, so we're going to walk down memory lane with you guys. And what we talked about in our last podcast was how a little bit we tackled the fact just growing up, especially in purity culture, we were taught sex was bad. It was wrong. It was nasty. It was sinful. You shouldn't like it. You know, shouldn't talk about it. That was just kind of the the overall feeling of our generation, right? Yeah. <coughs> that is correct. As I choke. Anyway, and so we had mentioned, like, we've done it differently. We've we've decided in our family we were going to do this differently with our kids. And so, um, of course, we want to share the stories of sharing with our boys, uh, but also just taking it back to early childhood. Um, I know with a lot of families, words get used instead of actual anatomical names. And with us, we have always used the anatomical names of, you know, that's your penis. That Now, we only have two boys. We don't have girls. But ever since they were little, we used those words and we didn't fluff it in any way to be like, oh, that's your wee-wee. Like, we actually just talked about what it is because we didn't want our kids to feel like those words were weird. We didn't want them to feel ashamed in using those words about their body. And so we've kind of always been open books, if you will. However, Dustin had alluded to the fact that one kid is like me, one kid is like him because I am, it's way more comfortable for me to be an open book than it is for Dustin to be an open book. Though I will say- I'm already like kind of getting uncomfortable. (laughs) over here fidgeting in his I, chair a lot um, no you've you have grown so oh, much i have grown so much but it's, it's still to me is it's a hard subject to talk about come over here baby snuggle up <laughs> it's it's not a super hard it, it okay it's a hard topic to talk about sometimes but i've gotten so much better um so much better at least than one of our children has <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, but we are going to do our best to not tell you which kid is which and to not name names because we want to just honor the fact that this is part of their story, too. And um, anyway, we want to share this really because it gives us entertainment (laughs) because it's great stories, but also because we want, especially for those of you who have not gotten there, um, 
maybe you've got younger kids and you're like, I don't know how to talk to my kids. We're just going to kind of tell you just our story in hopes that it helps. We really want to see this change. The Big C Church, I'm going to say it. The Big C Church sucks at talking about sex. We really need a safe place to talk about it. And if the church isn't going to do it, who's going to do it? And oftentimes it falls on the parents who we were not taught about it well. Many of us weren't taught about it well. We weren't, like we said in the last podcast, that's all I remember is this negative like umbrella of terror and shame that covered the topic, not this beautiful creation of what God designed it to be and look like. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of the elephant in the room uh, that no one talked about at church, and it was uh, a topic that you know was always dodged or downplayed or uh, made you feel like it was a terrible thing to to be a be a part of. You know. Yeah, I still have I have this thing in my throat. I didn't. We had a podcast. We were guests on a podcast this morning. Then we recorded our own podcast. Now we're on the third one, and of course. Now that we're talking about this topic, I'm like coughing up a storm. And I don't it's think... It's the enemy. The I enemy's trying to get in there. Exactly. I'm like, I don't think this is a coincidence because we had, I would say, like the enemy always wants to destroy sex. He wants to taint it. That's God's design, not Satan's design, first and foremost. But he wants to just turn it into this awful thing. And he's done a good job of that our world looks at it and lusts after it and it's broken and oh, like it's just terrible. And so now that we're taking a stand on how can we talk about this for our next generation and I'm over here having a choking fit, <laughs> I don't think that's by, by um, just happenstance. Anyway, so for starters, like we shared, we started off very young using correct terminology and not making it weird because it can be like for Dustin I know it was a little harder for him um just we we grew up in different circumstances and had different world views so to say yes that's your penis that's not necessarily something that was comfortable at first for him and catch yourself parents when you're saying those things to not make it sound shameful or disgusting or weird or whatever if you can say it in confidence and truth that is what it is um your kids just your kids pick up on those little cues and so if you are carrying shame around uh, the sex topic or body parts or whatnot your kids pick up on that they absolutely pick up on that so that's just one thing of like easing your way into the talk is start them off young where you you talk anatomically correct and I will say for us, we've shared about, I'm going to talk a lot on this podcast, aren't I? It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> um, I know that we've shared that I was, I'm the toucher that, look at me, if you're watching, I'm already a handsy on Dustin. Um, and Dustin was not, like he didn't grow up in a touchy home, if you will. We always use the example of like, I grew up eating pancakes with my dad coming in, slapping my mom's butt and kissing her on the neck. <laughs> like that was the norm. So I thought yeah. that was the norm for, that was going to be the norm for my marriage versus Dustin's my, experience. And my, my experience was my parents would literally just give each other little peck here, little peck there and no physical signs of affection as far as I I saw growing up. 
And so that that's kind of that true, not kind of that definitely transferred into how I approach relationships in our marriage and how I, what I thought was normal versus what she thought was normal. And at the beginning, that was a, a very hard uh, thing for you to deal with. Yeah. And neither one of those are wrong. It just so happens that Dustin brings his idea of what this uh, physical affection should be. And I brought my idea of what physical affection should be. And it was different. So we have done our best job at being affectionate in front of our kids um, in a way that they can physically see, uh, you know, love and affection and that not be a weird thing. Sometimes I do say, ooh, gross, or oh, they're kissing again. And we're like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> anyway. All right. So fast forward to along the way, like they're older and they're starting to ask questions. Maybe it's like, you know, um, why, you know, how did the lady get pregnant or how did a baby get in her belly? And I will say one of the big, I think the big mistakes that we make as a society, if you will, is we make up all these fairy tale things like the tooth fairy and the, not to say that stuff isn't fun, but, um, and fun to pretend that there's a, you know, a Santa or whatever. But when you start doing that, just think of how that plays a part. Like even when it comes to how is a baby in their belly? And it's like, we even see it in movies, a stork comes, like all these little cartoon movies and stuff. And a stork comes and just drops the baby off or God wanted her to have a baby and put it in her belly or whatever. And so you can really, you as the parent have to have the discernment of what your child is ready for. Because my my sons were asking, our sons were asking, they're not just mine, are they? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I had a little bit to do with it, just saying. Um, our sons were asking us questions when they were young, you know, like, how did she get a baby? And that doesn't mean I'm going to go into, well, he inserted the penis into, like, I'm not going to start into that when you know as the parent, discernment-wise, they're not ready for all of this conversation. So um, you can you can make steps to that. And that's really on you and your discernment and what you think your child, what's appropriate for them at that, um, at that stage. But little by little, we would just say things um, that were correct. Like when, you know, when a, um, a husband and a wife want to have a baby, they might pray about it, they might talk about it, and then um, they they, you know, will make a baby together. And you can use those terms in, you know, when your kid is six or whatever. Well, <clears throat> as they got older, we got to a point. <coughs> Look at this. There like, it is. The enemy's, the enemy's trying to stop you. <laughs> um, as they got older, with, and this goes with more things than just sex, but we would often ask, do you really want to know? Because they will ask questions sometimes and I would say, do you really want to know the answer to that? And then they would say no. It's like, give your kids some credit because they probably know a lot more than you think they know. Um, but do you really want me to explain? And you can always start off with a kind of an umbrella um, answer. And then do you want to know more details? Do you want to know the details? And so let's fast forward to, for one of our sons, we got to have this talk in the Waterburger parking lot. <laughs> and it was really because we saw them do something, um, like make a motion. I made a gesture. And we asked, do you know what that means? And I will say, we, we were on a, 
a family trip and we, they were around other other boy cousins of theirs and they they saw the other boy cousins doing or he he saw the other boy cousin doing that so he did that as well and we kind of took that as a sign of okay we need to explain to him what he's doing so he knows why is it why it's wrong yeah and that led to us driving to, to Whataburger <laughs> and having a conversation in the parking lot of Whataburger. <laughs> Scars him for life, I'm sure. He, but and he, but uh, Whataburger is his favorite restaurant. <laughs> but what was cool about that was that, um, you know, with that gesture, I, we wanted to make sure he understood what that meant so that he didn't just, you know, do that around other people and like we were like do you know what that stands for and so we we did we're not planning on having the talk um but we wanted him to at least know what that was but that of course led to the talk and he his reaction was not like let me know more about this <laughs> i don't know that he asked many questions he um, didn't ask a lot of questions at all he was i think he was just so I don't know if caught off guard was the right word, but maybe it is. Well, and to be fair, I think he felt embarrassed for making that gesture, not knowing what it stood for. And then he didn't like what it stood for. He was like, oh, gosh. But we didn't want to just sugarcoat it. We didn't want to just say, oh, that's bad. Don't make that. That's a bad gesture because we wanted him to know what that meant and and not feel shame about it. We weren't mad at him. We just wanted him to know so that he could make the decision. They always have free will, right? We wanted him to be able to make the decision of should I, do I want to make that gesture again? Because I didn't know what that was before. So we did our best to not make it embarrassing or not make it shameful, should I say. We didn't want to shame him into anything. We just wanted to be truthful with him. And we've always always made sure our kids know, listen, you are going to hear things from your friends. You're going to see things that other people might, you know, like those gestures, you're going to see this kind of stuff and you can take what they say as fact. But let me tell you, they're not experienced like mom and dad are. So come to us, ask us these things, just like we had this conversation just now. He's eating Whataburger, you know, (laughs) he's eating his burger and his fries and his milkshake. I think we got him while we're having this conversation. And we're just saying, listen, we want you to be able to come to us and ask us anything that you know, because we want to tell you the truth. We don't want to code it and make it sound like it's fluffy or funny or what. We just want to tell you the truth because we don't want you to... Um, you know, not know these things in full. And that's what happens so often with kids. Um, So that was one experience. And well, and you know, I want to rewind to back when I was about that same age. And my parents sat me or my mom sat me down and she literally had this book that was kind of a step by step process of how she was how to tell your child about the birds and the bees or or sex, or what, I can't remember what the exact title was, but I could sense and feel the discomfort in my mom. Therefore, that was transferred onto me, so it was uncomfortable for her and for me. And I think that's re- genuinely probably why I always always had that feeling, or one of the reasons I've always had that feeling towards that subject when it came to talking about that is that discomfort when I was getting educated about it made me feel uncomfortable because there was also uncertainty 
that I felt in that conversation as well. And that's the thing. I mean, all of us parents are trying to do the right thing. And we don't always do, you know, the best thing. I, I never had that talk. My parents never had that talk with me. So as much as I saw what? them... As much as I saw them being affectionate, they never had that talk with me. The only talks I ever received were from youth group, which were scary. You know, like we said in the last <laughs> podcast, it was like a lot of pictures of STDs. And if you do this, this will happen to you. Right. And in fifth grade, I think it was fifth grade, like our our parents had to sign off that we would, you know, have sex ed or whatever it was. And, and I don't remember anything positive nobody talks about god's design for sex so you know it's just like you we're out here with neither one of us had the best example to have you heard my story about when they came in sixth grade and talked to us about sex i don't know tell me they had this lady come in and she gave this basically the talk to the whole school to the whole sixth grade and at the very end she said and because I did this, I am now HIV positive. And because, ba- and basic oh. and basic because she had sex. She, oh, so it was another shame. And so fear. it was. And this is this is in the nineties when HIV positive was like scary. Like you didn't know there was not much known about it. Therefore, it was like you could see the whole classroom <laughs> step back. Like, am I going to get it? I mean, we we oh, had so, no idea. Yeah, I mean, it was just there was so much fear instilled. Um, and shame instilled in us growing up. I mean, just youth group, really like I, and, and not even just the youth group. It was just like the big C church, like the big Christian community. It's just, you don't talk about it or it's dirty or nasty or what. And so keep that in mind, these kids that you're rearing, you're helping raise, we, I, I really want to see a change in this next generation so that they're not walking into marriage feeling shame or feeling like it's dirty yep. or whatever. Why can't we be telling our kids, this is the coolest thing that God created. It is one of the coolest things. It is the best thing he created for marriage. Like, And that's exactly what we've done, which I want to jump into the other kid that we had the conversation with. This was a more successful conversation, I think. It it really was. And and that is just, you know, personality is different. So just know we've had both. We've had the experience with the kid who was like, please stop talking about this. Like, I'm I do not want to talk about this anymore. I've heard enough. And then we had the other kid who um was this was the best. So I've got to just lay the the framework down for this. I honestly it's, can't remember how it started. It's late at night. Dustin is about to go to bed. I am about to go to bed, but I'm in the living room slash kitchen. And uh, my son was asking me questions. Like we were asking truth or dare questions, I think it was. And so um, he asks me a truth question and says, do you know any secrets? And I said, well, I'm sure I do. You know, I was like, do you know any secrets? And he was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, what's the secret? And I remember now. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, I can't tell you. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if you want to tell me, I would love for you to tell me, but I was trying to, I had no idea where this was going, by the way, because also we're about to go to bed. Right. And so 
Anyway, I just have to say this story because it is by far the best. Uh, so just brace yourself because you might be here a while. <laughs> so he s- keeps bringing it up. I can tell he wants to talk about it, but I can also tell he has a lot of fear with it. And so I'm like, you know how I always respond with you. I'm a safe place. Like I'm reminding him I'm a safe place to talk to. Like you're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> I want you to be able to share with me if you want. And so after a while talking back and forth of him saying, I am going to share, I'm not going to share. He had already told me that it was that it was wrong. It was something that was, um, I can't remember his exact wording, but it was something like it was, um, it was a bad thing, I think is how he described it. And so he ends up saying, I know what sex means. And <laughs> so... I said, you do? And he was like, mm-hmm. And I said, well, first of all, I don't think you know what it means because it's definitely not bad. And he was like, really? It was so cool to see his face change because he thought he was bringing up something that I was going to get mad at, or that he was going to get in trouble for, or that was something that was bad. And so I immediately nipped that right in the butt. And yeah. I'm like, mm-mm. First of all, you don't know what it is because it's not bad. And he was just lit up like, really? It's not? And I said, no. And then I asked him, do you want to know more about it? And he said, yes. And I said, do you want to know everything about it? Yes. So (laughs) he's on the couch and I'm also on the other side of the couch. And I just start just freely giving it out. And so I used our chickens as an example um, because often he has made comments about eggs and I told him we had to have a rooster in order for the eggs to turn into chicks. And so he knew that part. And so I just said, you know how we had to get our rooster in order for us to have, um, you know, like the for our hens to lay fertile eggs and for those eggs to turn into chicks. So I just started to describe that part. And about this time in walks Dustin. <laughs> who's ready to go to bed, who is also not the natural open book minded person in the family versus I could be super beyond open book. Well, it's in the intro. I mean, with a little bit of TMI, I mean. (laughs) And he's just like, oh my gosh, we're having this conversation. And so you can just tell, but he did a great job. I already brushed my teeth. I mean, I I was headed to bed. (laughs) Okay, so. Um, this was where it just gets really good because I did ask for permission if he wanted to know all the details. And I don't need to spell that out all for you guys because you guys already know the details of, of this, but I'm going to give you a little bit so you can see just how I explained it. But I did start out with our chickens, um, because that was just something. Why not? Well, and it was relevant to him. So you have to think of what. You, where is a good starting point? You don't even have to have an intro to that. I had just brought that up because it was something he had just talked about recently. And so anyway, so here he is on the other end of the couch and his eyes are just glued to me. He is all ears. He just cannot wait to hear all of these details. And so then I also made sure he realized, I was like, remember when I said that this is a good thing? God created this. And he was like, he did? I'm like, yes, he created this. So it's the best thing. It's so good. And it's so fun. Let me tell you about it. 
So I start just explaining, you know, a woman's body, he already knows the anatomical stuff. Because remember, this is something we've already taught him. He already knows the body parts. So I just explained to him what an erection is, why an erection happens, um, what intercourse is, and just what happens as far as the body goes for a man and how that helps the sperm get to where it needs to go. And I'm explaining all of these details. And if you're watching on YouTube, this is my son. He's got his hands like this and he just leans back on the couch. And I, I was asking him along the way, like, do you want me to keep explaining this? And yes, yes. And he says, this is the best conversation of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. He was so excited. And I think that was because there was not an ounce of disgust. There was not an ounce no shame was put of on shame. Them. There was not an ounce of um, like, you know, um, sinfulness. It was nothing but like, isn't this so cool that God knew this was his design and God knew to create a man like that and a woman like this and and for this to take place. And do you have you ever heard the vows like the two become one? He wants you to become one and and it's fun and it feels good. But God designed this for a husband and a wife to enjoy together. So can other people do this outside of marriage? Yes, but there are consequences to that. God does not want you to to have those consequences on your life. He wants you to enjoy this with your spouse. And so I'm explaining all of this and he is just smiling and big eyes. Beaming. You know, yes, beaming is the better word. Um, beaming and just wanting me to tell him more. <laughs> um, my best part was, this is kind of uh, skipping ahead, but at the end I said, um, you know, is there anything else you want to know? <laughs> Do you remember what he said? <laughs> I have a feeling what you're getting ready to say, but I can't remember. And he says, can you just show me the motion? Can oh, you just show me yeah. the motion? And Dustin's like, oh, no, no, no. Nope. And so I'm like, honey, I understand you want that, but that kind of crosses a line. You will, you don't need anybody to show you the motions. <laughs> um, but yeah, it like, was not happening. <laughs> Not happening, Captain. Sorry. <laughs> but that's the level of excitement he had. And I really think it's because that was the level of excitement we were sharing with him, that this is something to look forward to. And so he was like, so wait, did you do this when you had me and, you know, brother? And we we're like, yes. And he's like, is this what, I mean, do you do this other times too? And we're like, we love to do this. Like we love uh, that God created this for us. And he was like, so you do that. Is this why your door is closed sometimes? <laughs> like, we're like, yes, it is. And if it's locked, oh, yes, it is. If it's locked that's, don't. that's why we don't want you to come in because that's just for mom and dad to experience. And when you're married, that's just for you and your wife to experience. You don't want your kids to have to experience any part of that. Trust me, you don't. And so we were just talking. And then he's asking like, well, it, do you, does Mimi and Papa still do that? Like he was oh. asking about other people, like his grandparents. Those are my parents, Mimi and Papa. And I'm like, well, I would say yes. Like it was just, he was going through the motions, like our pastor. And you think they do that? I'm like, honey, sex is awesome. Like that's what God wants for you to be able to connect with your spouse. And he says, 
You, you think I'm going to do that when I get married? Yes. And you're going to love it. And you're going to be able to enjoy it with your wife. And um, and hopefully y'all can do that in a way that God created you to do. So it was just, it was a really great conversation. We had, you know, laughs along the way when he wants to know the motions. <laughs> do you remember what he wanted to do when it was over? Yes. He, with my mom? Yes. Yes. So... When we finished talking, <laughs> I was like, he asked this question and I was just floored. I, I couldn't believe that, that we had gone to this level. Yeah. He, at the <laughs> this end. This is how good of a job. <laughs> this is how good the conversation was. At the end, he's like, um, are you going to tell Mimi or should I? This is my mom. Are you going to tell Mimi or should I? And I was like, I mean, she doesn't have to know this. And he's like, oh no, I, I want to tell her. I was like. Okay, so we had to FaceTime my mother. <laughs> so I'm going to hold my phone up. So for you on YouTube, and he's just beaming with that phone and, and my mom's face pops up and she's just smile. She's no clue. I've not been able to text her. So she has no heads up for this, right? And so, you know, our son is like, Mimi, guess what I just learned? And she's like, what? You know, and she's, what did you learn? And he's like, just guess and she's just you know out of left field and then she he says it's what married people do and she looks at me like you can tell she was looking at me for approval to like go forward with this conversation like is this what he's really talking about and i kind of gave a nod and she's like did you learn about sex and he's like yes did you know god created <laughs> sex it was, and it was so precious because he was so excited to share with his family what he'd learned. Yeah. And that this is a beautiful thing yeah. and God created that. And it was, it was adorable, but it was just so funny because I was like, I can't wait to call all my grandparents <laughs> and tell them that I learned about sex. Yeah. And my mom said, do you know, this is the best phone call that I've received. Like she was so excited just to see his excitement. The other thing I will say, the other tip, um, the thing that we had a conversation with him is we said, you have got to keep this to yourself. If you want to talk, if you have more questions, no one else do you go to, not your friends, not other people. Like you come to mom or dad and you ask us the questions because that's the safe place. All right. Plus your friends might not be ready for this conversation. And that is not for them to decide. That is for their parents to decide. Mm -hmm. So we do not want you to have this conversation with anybody else. You can talk to us as much as you want, but not with anybody else. Um, because you need to make sure that you keep your mouth, you know, just directed at us so that your friends don't hear something that you say that their parents are not ready for them to hear. And I think he really did honor that. And he's asked us questions. In fact, that night... He wanted to sleep in our room, and so we moved his mattress at the foot of our bed, and um, he was he was just tossing and turning. And I said, "Are you going to be able to fall asleep?" And he's like, "I'm just th I just can't stop thinking about it. I just <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it." That was such a good conversation. He was just so excited, which makes me excited to see yeah. his um, just like isn't that the heart of God? Like that wants our kids to know there is no shame in God's creation. There is no shame in God's creation. And I just wish I would have had that same joy and excitement and um, and just like pureness that mm -hmm. you could see 
over him over this topic. It was just been so cool. But recently we had to have another conversation um, with him because of something that was said at school. And it was so cool because I know he feels safe talking with us. He brought it up. It, it, he didn't understand what a condom was. We had not talked about that. And so I'm um, just not understanding what that meant. And why would somebody say a condom breaks and that was why you were born because a condom broke or something and didn't understand that. Yeah. And so again, if you start off with your kids young and using anatomical correct language, as they grow older or they have questions and you're able to just say, oh, Oh, a condom? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize we didn't talk about that. A condom is, you know, what is put over a penis. And you like you're just able to use it in a way that they're not like, oh, my gosh, mom just said the penis word because they've been hearing this since they were two. When I, you know, like just things yeah. like that. Yeah, he, he just he just was confused and didn't quite understand. I don't think he at all understood. I don't what think they he were knew what it was about. at all. And. And I was so glad that he was, was comfortable enough to bring that conversation up. And it was a great conversation that yeah. we had. It was simple. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, And again, just a reminder to them, like, this is a conversation between us. But what it's been so cool to see both of our boys, um, you know, one necessarily isn't the most gangbusters about talking about it, but at least will still ask us questions and has. And the other one is a lot more gangbusters talking about it. Like, sure, I'll ask you this question. But we just, uh, throughout our marriage, throughout parenting, have wanted them to know we are always a safe place. Doesn't matter if it's about drugs, if it's about sex, if it's about questions about Bible stuff, if it's just life in general, we want them to feel safe and and never make them feel shameful um, or make them feel shamed in asking a question. And so yeah. anyway, I, I hope that you enjoyed the, <laughs> the story and maybe got some tips. I mean, for those of you who have already had these talks with your kids, you probably have better tips than we'd, than, than we've just provided. But if this is something that's coming up, um, in your, in your parenting and you're like, I don't even know how to start the conversation, just pray about it. There are lots of books out there, but I'd be lying if I told you I looked at any of them because I didn't. It was just, this is how we view sex. This is what we wish we would have, you know, experienced with the sex talk for our own selves. And this was what we wanted to provide for our kids um, as they grew up. And so I hope that we you have some sort those of chains. Yeah. I hope you have some sort of nugget um, that you're able to leave with. And we'd love to hear your feedback on this too, or if there's any questions, we can maybe do a part two. But yeah, we would love to, to hear your feedback and uh, on this episode, and please leave a review as as far as this podcast as well. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, we're new to this, and we would love to start incorporating reviews into our podcast. Our our friends Lisa and Brad at Unrelenting Pursuit. Um, they've got a fabulous podcast. They always read a review at the beginning of their podcast. And I want to total, you know, be a total coffee catter <laughs> and do that too. And so um, we would just ask if you can leave an honest review um, because we would like to start sharing that. And of course, if you subscribe or um, just, you know, rate that, of course, helps us and more than anything, share it um, with somebody, maybe your spouse or a friend. 
But if you would like to watch this, it is on our YouTube channel, Marriage in Action. You can also visit our website, marriageinaction.com. And of course, all the daily fun happens on our Instagram page. You can find that at marriageinaction underscore. Um, yeah, so we'll be back again next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.